0: Everybody.
1: this is the Two C's podcast. We're coming at you with technical difficulties.
0: <laughs> this is Casey. This is Chrissy. And we're the Two C's podcast. I was like, yeah. They know. <laughs> um. Yeah. So find us at uh, the Two
1: C's podcast on Facebook.
0: Yep, and Instagram. And, yeah, if you want to follow us, uh, please make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. We haven't said that in a while.
1: No. Uh, we also have an email if you have any... Um,
0: suggestions. S- yes, yeah,
1: story suggestions or people or whatever.
0: Uh, I believe... Wait for it. It's been a while. It okay. ha- it's been a lot. Uh, the number two, seas2021 at gmail.com. All right. Uh, new listeners this week We have Ethiopia oh. Conyers, Georgia Which I'm gonna say I think I know who that is But uh, Friends of Mom and Dad Or Friends of Dad I
1: don't
0: know um, I'm not gonna call them out in case it's not it And then I ah! feel really embarrassed
1: <laughs> And then
0: South Holland, Netherlands Nice and this season, we're kind of going to do every other week. I think we kind of figured that out. Um, I know it's been three weeks, but we're getting ready to go on vacation. So um, we will drop another episode before we leave for vacation. So in a couple of weeks.
1: We're going to the East Coast. Yeah. 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 On a cruise. Yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> we just got our COVID boosters today.
0: So if we're a little loopy, that's probably why.
1: Well, we both slept for like 2 to 3 hours. Yeah. So. <laughs>
0: <But> yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's Chrissy's turn first this week.
1: All right, so I'm just diving in.
0: Just dive in.
1: <laughs> Tell elaborate.
0: me a story. Tell me a story.
1: I'm not sure this is a story you want to hear. <laughs> There's never sure. a story I want to hear. All right, so I picked my story this week on the Ketty Murders. And before I start, I'll tell you who my sources are. It's Wikipedia, People.com, and then com. And People and Grunge were articles, but I didn't write down the name of the article or who it was by. Because that takes too much effort. <laughs>
0: because we also have full-time jobs. Yes.
1: But mm-hmm. that's where they're from. So if you looked up the Kenny Murders on their website, you would be able to find who it's by and what the name of the article was, so... Um. Anyways, okay, so in July of 1979, Glenna Susan Sharp, who went by the name Sue, and her five children left their home in Connecticut to get away from her abusive husband and then their father as well, and his name was James Sharp. Sue and her children relocated to Northern California. Yes, we love California.
0: And We're- California loves us. Yes, it does. Just saying.
1: Uh, Where her brother, Don, was living at the time. When she arrived in California, Sue rented a small trailer that her brother had lived in at one time. So she had, like, the inn to be able to rent it. Uh, The trailer was located at Claremont Trailer Village in Quincy. Um, I'm not sure, like, how many bedrooms it was. I'm assuming it was probably only one or or two, because it was, like, an actual trailer. Oh, it
0: wasn't, um... It was like a fifth wheel. I don't
1: what know if we... it was a fifth wheel. No, or... but what
0: we would consider maybe a fifth wheel. This... Yeah. Okay. So
1: that's six people.
0: That's tight quarters. Yes, it's... Especially for two people. <laughs> right. <laughs> doesn't even matter how many bedrooms there are.
1: Um, so that follows Sue, her 15-year-old son John, 14-year-old daughter Sheila, 12-year-old daughter Tina, and her two youngest sons Rick. Rick, age 10, and Greg, age 5.
0: That's Dear God, she had four
1: tweens. Four, five,
0: yeah. Uh, slash yeah. teenagers. So that's not fun.
1: No. Um, move to I mean,
0: I'm not saying that it's not fun. Like, it just would be not fun in a small circumstance. Yeah. Like, I having children is great.
1: Um. Well, but they weren't in that trailer for very long. Okay. Because... They oh, good. moved to a house in rural Sierra Nevada resort town of Keddie, um, during that fall, that same fall of that year. Um, the house was much larger than the trailer. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I sure hope so
0: for their sanity. Right,
1: and had become available when um, then Plume County Sheriff Sylvester Douglas Thomas moved out of the house. On April eleventh, nineteen eighty one. So a couple years later, after they moved to um to California. Okay. Around eleven thirty a.m. Sue, excuse me.
0: Do you, so, you mean after they moved to Nevada?
1: No. So they moved in nineteen seventy nine. So two years after they moved to California.
0: But I thought they were moving now, into now, a house in Sierra Nevada.
1: They did. Now.
0: Oh, now they're moving back to California. Now,
1: would you let me finish? Yes. Thank you. Sorry. I'm assuming that it's two years after they moved to California that people were murdered, but I'm not sure because I haven't gotten that far. Cause okay. I'm sorry. You, you I'm won't sorry. Let me continue. I'm
0: sorry. <laughs> okay. So, anyways, we're back gonna, to the st- we're back to the story. Start the
1: two years. Back to
0: the story. Just
1: forget the two years.
0: <laughs> Back to the story.
1: Rewind. So after they moved to their new house in Nevada, yes, on April eleventh of nineteen eighty one, at around eleven thirty a.m., Sue, Sheila, and Greg drove from a friend's house. Um, the name of the family, or yeah, the name of the family that they were at was the Meeks family to pick up Rick who was attending baseball tryouts at Gansner Field in Quincy. They ran into John and his friend Dana Hall Wingate and Dana is a male, just so you know. Okay. Um and they were hitchhiking at the mouth of the canyon from Quincy to Ketty.
0: So and they... is the one that was hitchhiking the oldest. Uh... Sorry okay still a bad decision but it's fine
1: well but back then it was i know I, mean... I know i know i know okay keep my mouth um, shut so she picked up her son and his friend um and then drove the six miles away from Ketty. right yeah because they were going to quincy to go get the um the other son that okay. had baseball practice now you got me all confused i'm
0: sorry i'm sorry <laughs> it's okay
1: it doesn't help that I'm still kind of tired. Uh, two hours later, around 3.30 p.m., John and Dana hitchhiked back to Quincy. So I'm assuming at this point they were in Ketty. So they're hitchhiking back to Quincy because um, it was thought that they had plans to visit friends. Different okay. friends. Um, around this time, the two were seen in the city's downtown area. That same evening, Sheila. Sheila. Thank you.
0: Her name is Sheila. It is
1: Sheila. (laughs) That was not going to come out correctly. Sheila had plans to spend the night with the Seabolt family, who lived in the house next to the one that they were staying at. Okay. Or that they had rented. I don't know if they rented it or they. It kind of sounds
0: like they rented it because the guy moved out and they moved in.
1: Yeah. So next to the house that they were renting. Uh, so while Sue remained at home with Rick, Greg, and the boys' younger friend Justin Smart were all over at um, at their own house. Okay. So Sheila left the house shortly after eight p.m., leaving her mother alone with the younger children, and the one younger friend and the friend. Yes. Tina, who had been watching television at the Seabolt residence, returned home around 9.30 p.m. after Sheila had arrived to spend the night, because she was over at the SeaBolts as well. Sheila was? Yes. Sheila's the mom? No. Okay. That doesn't make any sense. No, no, no. (laughs) Tina, sorry. No, it's okay. Tina returned home after Sheila came over got it i just didn't go up far enough okay so tina yes tina was over watching tv sheila came over to spend the night and tina went back home okay okay
0: so the sisters switched off yes okay
1: around 7 a.m on the morning of april 12th which was the next morning sheila um got up and got ready and headed home um and discovered the bodies of sue john and dana in the living room and they were all three of them were dead so the mom, the older brother, and the brother's friend that he was hitchhiking oh, with. Oh, no. Yes. All three had been bound with medical tape and electrical cord. Tina was absent from the home while the three younger children, Rick, Greg, and then the friend Justin, were all unharmed in a different bedroom upstairs sleeping. Initial reports stated that the three boys had spent slept through the incident, though this was later contradicted contradicted so after sheila found the bodies she immediately rushed back over to the seabolt's house and informed jamie seabolt of what she had found and what you know what had happened or whatever yeah. so jamie went back over to the house to retrieve rick greg and justin or at least try to find them because she didn't see because
0: them. You, yeah
1: um And he was able to get them out of the house by having them climb through the bedroom window so they didn't have to walk through the house. Good. And they didn't see anything. Um, Jamie later did tell the police that he had briefly entered the home through the back door to see if anyone was still alive, which potentially contaminated evidence in the process, which kind of sucks, but...
0: Well, in the 80s, what evidence did they grab anyways? Right.
1: Well, and besides that, you you have to make sure that they're dead, too. Yeah. So, so the murders of Sue, John, and Dana were very vicious. Two bloodied knives and one hammer were found at the scene. And I believe that one of the knives was on the floor, and then a knife and the hammer were on a table that was, like, sitting just outside the uh, kitchen. Um, the one knife that was on the floor, <clears throat> which they um they really said it was a steak knife, um had been bent back like thirty degrees. Oh God! Yeah. Uh, blood spatter evidence from inside the house indicated that the murders of Sue, John, and Dana had all taken place in the living room where their bodies were found. Sue was discovered laying on her side near the living room sofa, nude from the waist down, and gagged with a blue bandana and her own underwear, which had been secured with tape. She was stabbed in the chest, her throat was stabbed horizontally, the wound going through her larynx and nicking her spine. And on the other side of her head was an imprint matching the butt of a Daisy 880 Power... Powerline BB pellet rifle. John's throat was slashed as well. Dana had multiple head injuries and had been manually strangulated to death. John and Dana suffered blunt tra- force trauma to their heads caused by the hammer. <sighs> autopies... Autopies. <laughs> <laughs> autopsies determined that Sue and John died from the knife wounds and blunt force trauma while dana had died from asphyxiation sheila and the seabolt family which is where she spent the night before yeah. heard no commotion during the night they didn't hear anything um the couple that was living i believe in the house on the other side or either straight across the street i'm assuming it was the house that was right on the other side had been awakened at about one fifteen a.m by what sounded like muffled screaming Why you wouldn't call the police? Because you don't think about it. Well, and back then, nobody did anything anyways, usually.
0: Or the police just thought the person was crazy because their neighbors were probably watching a scary movie. That's true. (laughs) Uh,
1: Tina's jacket, shoes, and a toolbox containing various tools were missing from the house. Now remember, Tina's the one that was over at the house watching TV. And went back home after Sheila went over. Okay. And nobody can find her.
0: Okay. So Tina's missing.
1: Tina is missing. The house showed no indication of forced entry. The house's telephone had been taken off the hook and the cord cut from the outlet and the drapes were closed. (coughs) Excuse me. Martin Smart a neighbor and the main suspect of the murders claimed that a claw hammer had inexplicably gone missing from his home. Plume County Sheriff Sylvester Thomas, who is, who was in charge of the case and also who lived in the house that they moved into. Yeah. When he moved out. Yeah. Um, Later stated that Martin had provided endless clues in the case that seemed to throw the suspicion away from him. In addition to to interviewing the smarts, detectives interviewed numerous other locals and neighbors. Many of the people the police conducted interviews with, including members of the Seabolt family, recalled seeing a green van parked at the Sharps house around 9 p.m that night justin gave conflicting stories of the evening which was the friend of the one
0: because he's probably traumatized right (laughs) Uh,
1: including that he dreamed details of the murders though he later claimed to have witnessed them in his later account of events told under hypnosis jace Justin claimed to have woken to the sounds coming from the living room while asleep in the bedroom with Rick and Greg. Investigating those sounds, he said he saw Sue with two men, one with a mustache and short hair, the other clean-shaven with long hair, and both were wearing glasses. According to Justin, John and Dana then entered the home and began heatedly arguing with the two men. Tina... who heard the arguing entered the room after hearing <clears throat> all the commotion and was taken out of the back of the cabin's was taken out of the cabin's back door by one of the men based on Justin's description of the two men composite sketches were produced by Harlan Embry a man who with no artistic ability and no training in forensic sketching it was never explained why, with access to the Justice Department and the Federal Bureau of Investigation's top forensic artists, law enforcement chose under an chose to use an amateur who sometimes volunteered to help local police. I I mean, if he's good at what he does <laughs> I mean if he's if he's done it before and he's good at what he does, then I, I, don't just, know, but just the way I just, I just have, the, it.
0: I just have this thought that there was a bunch of people <laughs> in the crowd. A stick if they were in the crowd, and they were like, "Any takers on Somebody would someone sketches <laughs> some for us?" I <laughs> mean, I'm sure it didn't go down that way, but I that's know, what but I think. But the way sure. they
1: worded it, yeah, sounds it sounds like, horrible, it right? <laughs> uh, let's
0: see. <clears throat> I mean, the fact is, is that Justin could still like go under hypnosis and give a composite. Like right. it the just because it happened in nineteen eighty, I mean, depending on if Justin's still alive, and I hope he is, um he probably still could do it because that's how much he was traumatized. Like probably, yeah. if you're at a friend's house and something like that occurs, it's not just like, oh I gotta go to school tomorrow. Right. I mean <laughs> <laughs>
1: Jesus. Okay. Okay, so in press releases accompanying the sketches, the suspects were described as being in their late 20s to early 30s. One stood between 5 foot 11, which is 1.80 meters, to 6 foot 2, which is 1.88 meters, tall with dark blonde hair. And the other between 5 foot 6, 1.68 meters, and 5 foot 10, 1.78 meters. With black greasy hair and both were wearing um gold framed glasses, sunglasses <clears throat> at night. Yes. Okay.
0: Seems fishy, but I mean, yeah, whatever. I mean,
1: whatever. Yeah.
0: Maybe there uh, were Hollywood stars. I don't know.
1: Maybe hmm. rumors regarding the crimes began being, excuse me, be being ritualistic or motivated by drug trafficking were. Dem- dismissed by the county sheriff who stated in the week following the murders that no drug paraphernalia or illegal drugs were found in the home Carla McMullen a family acquaintance later told detectives that Dana Wingate had recently stolen an unknown quantity of LSD from local drug dealers though she was unable to provide any proof of her claim
0: let's just believe her
1: (laughs) right? they didn't
0: Probably a good idea.
1: About four thousand men hours were spent working the case that Sheriff Thomas described as extremely frustrating. Hold on,
0: we're letting the dog out. Go. Who let the dog out, Chrissy? Hmm.
1: Okay. Uh, Tina's disappearance was initially investigated by the FBI as a possible abduction. On April 29, 1981, um, the FBI announced that they had backed off the search and stated that the California State Department of Justice was doing an adequate job. An adequate job.
0: Do well you we I mean, have to word it that way? That sounds horrible. Right? Like they have apprehensions but let's just let them do it it's
1: fine just go ahead.
0: it's i mean they did hire an amateur
1: right um which made the fbi's presence unnecessary a grid pattern search of the area covering a five mile radius around the house was conducted with police canines but the efforts were unsuccessful on April 22, 1984, three years and 11 days after the murders, a bottle collector discovered the cranium portion of a human skull and part of a mandible at Camp 18 near Feather Falls in the neighboring county of Butte, a distance of roughly 100 miles from Ketty. So, from where they lived. <coughs> Excuse me. Shortly after announcing this discovery, The Butte County Sheriff's Office received an anonymous call that identified the remains as belonging to Tina, but the call was not documented in the case. A recording of this call was found at the bottom of an evidence box at some point after 2013 by a deputy who was assigned to re-examine the case. The remains were confirmed by a forensic pathologist to be those of Tina in June of 1984. Near the remains, detectives also discovered her blue nylon jacket that was missing from the house, a blanket, and a pair of Levi Strauss jeans with a missing back pocket, and an empty medical tape dispenser. In December 1983, detectives ruled out serial killers Henry Lee Lucas and Otis Tool as the possi- possible suspects. The house the murders occurred in was demolished in 2004. In a 2008 documentary on the murders, Marilyn Smart, which is the one that accused um, Dana of stealing the LSD from... No, no, no. No, Marilyn Smart was the husband that... Or the wife of the guy that was their um, main suspect. I'm sorry. What was the <laughs> other lady's name? Wow. Chris you went for... <laughs> Carla McMullen <laughs> My bad, <laughs> Marilyn McMullen. I
0: mean, <laughs> hey, I caught it. I just wish everyone could have seen her face. <laughs> she went for her. <laughs> anyway. So the wife of the main suspect. Me. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> uh,
1: yes, the wife. I'm assuming it's the wife. They didn't really say, but the
0: significant other. Yeah.
1: Well, she has the same last name as him, so I'm pretty sure it's his Or the
0: daughter. Or the granddaughter.
1: I'm pretty sure. Or the
0: sister. No.
1: Lucas right here says suspected her husband. Oh, okay. (laughs) But if you let me finish reading. We figured it out. We figured it out. Okay, so anyways. In a 2008 documentary on the murders, Marilyn Smart, who is also the wife (laughs) of the main suspect, Martin. Uh, claimed that she suspected her husband and his friend John Bo, Bo Bobidi. I don't know if that's actually how his last name is pronounced, but.
0: Sounds good to me.
1: Close enough. Were responsible for the murders. Marilyn stated that on the evening of April 11th, 1981, she had left Martin and um, John at a local bar around 11 p.m. and returned home to go to sleep. Around 2 a.m. on April 12th, she stated she woke to find the the two burning an unknown item in the wood stove. Additionally, she alleged that Martin hated Johnny Sharp with a passion. However, in the 2008 documentary, Sheriff Doug Thomas said he had personally interviewed Martin and that he had passed the polygraph examination. <clears throat> According to a 2016 article published by the Sacramento Bee, Martin had left Ketty to drive to Reno, Nevada, shortly after the murders. From there, he sent a letter to Marilyn reflecting on personal struggles in their marriage, which he concluded with, I paid the price of your love, and now I've bought it with four people's lives. In a 2016 interview, Plume County Sheriff Special Investigator Mike Gamberg stated that the letter was overlooked in the initial investigation. Of course, it was, and never admitted as evidence. He later, <coughs> excuse me, criticized the quality of the initial investigation, saying, "You could take someone just coming out of the academy, and they had done a better job." Ouch. Right? A counselor who Martin regularly visited also alleged that he had admitted to the murders of Sue and Tina, but claimed, I didn't have anything to do with the boys. He allegedly told the counselor that Tina was killed to re- prevent her from identifying him, as she had witnessed the whole thing. Martin Smart died of cancer in Portland, Oregon, in June of 2000. John who allegedly had ties to organized crime in Chicago, died in Chicago in 1988 as well. On March 24, 2016, a man who was using a metal detector found a hammer in a pond near the Keddie property. Excuse me. And the steel blue-handled claw hammer now recovered and taken into evidence by Plumas County Special Investigator Mike Gambert, exactly matched the description of the hammer Martin told investigators had disappeared from his house. It is now being tested for trace DNA and blood residue. At the time of when I did this, they hadn't gotten the results back. Uh, special investigator Mike Gamberg also found in the investigation's files an apparently unopened envelope with the 911 recording when Tina's remains were found, <clears throat> were first found in 1984, or her skull, um, her, had not been identified by the medical examiner, so they didn't know who it was yet. When the person had called into 911 and said that it was Tina's remains,
0: it'd be interesting to see, to hear. If it was a man or a woman on the phone,
1: I tried to look that up and they didn't say. But they might not have said because they're keeping yeah, like stuff well, back or whatever. Yeah, of yeah. course. Um. So, Mike Gam- Gamberg, the special investigator, said it's my feeling that either he. Oh no, it is a guy.
0: <laughs> oh, look at wow. that! Wow. Just need to keep reading.
1: (laughs) It's like, I didn't even write this myself.
0: (laughs) It's the booster shot.
1: I guess. Um, anyways, okay, sorry. Uh, where was I? So he... I know, I gotta find where it's at now. Okay. Um, he, the caller, was told or he was involved in some way, Gamberg said. That tape has also been turned over for voice comparison with audio from the earlier suspects, so Martin and Bo. Plumas County Sheriff Hagwood, um, who actually took over the investigation with Gamberg, so okay. they both re um opened the investigation. Um, was sixteen at the time. Six, <coughs> excuse me, was sixteen year old years old at the time of the murders. And knew the Sharp family personally. He stated the location it was found. I'm assuming that he's talking about the hammer. Okay. Um, it would have been intentionally put there. It would not have been accidentally misplaced. Genberg also stated that at the time, six potet- potential suspects were being examined. Um, besides Martin and Bo. When they reopened the case. So there were six other um, suspects as well. There are people locally who know more than what they've said, Hagwood told People Magazine interview. And I believe we've identified some of them and we know who they are. And we know where they are. And I have every confidence that they either participated after the fact or they have firsthand information. It's obviously a worthwhile pursuit, he said. There is not an expiration date on homicides, and to the extent that we have surviving siblings and family members, it is our fundamental obligation to them to understand who and why this happened. I don't know how close we are to solving these murders, he said, but I do know we are closer than we have ever been. In April 2018, Gamba started the stated that DNA evidence recovered from a piece of a tape that was on the crime scene that they retested did match that of a known living suspect.
0: Ooh
1: Um at when I wrote this no one had been arrested. Okay. Yet. So the um murders were still unsolved and nobody had been
0: Well, I'm glad they're retesting the evidence.
1: Right? And that's it. Nobody nothing else has happened that I could find.
0: So hold on, because now we're going to take a break. And we're back. Alright, so this week, my sources are an article from Grunge.com by Nolan Moore.
1: Oh my gosh. The
0: real stories behind bizarre events in history. And then Wikipedia. So, my story this week is the New England Vampire Panic. Okay, <laughs> it was a real thing. So, now when I wrote this, it's all kind of funky, and so if I it get all mixed up, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry.
1: It wouldn't be a good show if we weren't. It's true. Over it's show. true.
0: So, okay. So it seems that in the 19th century, throughout Rhode Island, Eastern Connecticut, Southern Massachusetts, Vermont, and other areas in the New England states. TB, tuberculosis, but also known as consumption, was thought to be caused by the the dis, I'm gonna say I'm gonna think that that says disease, consuming the life of their surviving relatives. So, meaning that it consumes the person, and then the person consumes the relatives.
1: Oh,
0: yeah. And we all know that TB slash tuberculosis slash, slash consumption is just a disease. <laughs> okay. So, in 1882 in Exeter, Rhode Island, people were dying of TB. Um, it, and like I said, it was also known as consumption. Because the disease would literally consume people, which would cause a person's body to rapidly deteriorate. They would have intense fevers and nasty coughs. I had that
1: just a few months
0: ago. (laughs) It was called COVID. Yes, it
1: was.
0: (laughs) So one victim of TB was Mary Eliza Brown, who passed away. Unfortunately, she wasn't the only victim of her family to get the disease. Now, this is where it gets funky. So apparently they really like the name Mary in their family, So, we have Mary Eliza Brown, who is the mom. Mary Olive passed away in 1883. And then a decade later, 19-year-old Mary Lena Brown also died of TB. Now, Mary Lena Brown was also known as Mercy. Or, Mercy was actually her real name. Because her um, gravestone says Mercy, but in... The article, it's Mary, but in Wikipedia it's Mercy. So I don't know, maybe there's three different stories. I'm only gonna tell you two. So, Mercy, according to Wikipedia, Mary Lena, according to the other article. Her brother, Edwin, was also incredibly ill as well. So they moved the young man west. I don't know if it was the West Coast or if it was like in the middle of um the country. It just wasn't in the eastern states.
1: Well, even if you want one state over, that would be West. It's true. So. It's
0: true. Um I picture them taking them all the way to California. That's where my mind went. Or Oregon because of the um
1: I don't see them traveling. Oregon
0: Trail. I <laughs> I mean, it was the 1800s, so no, they probably didn't. Just
1: sing the song from the Oregon Trail now.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I don't know if they just moved him west in the state or what's going on, but they did that to try to. um, They were hoping that the climate would improve his condition. So, unfortunately, when he came back. Um, home, he would only end up getting worse. And that's when his neighbors had an aha moment and developed a truly bizarre idea. What if one of the brown women was crawling out of her grave at night and feasting on Edwin's blood? That could explain a sickly condition. Not the fact that he's just sick. (laughs) Hold
1: on. For all of
0: you who don't know. Okay, I think that's all you can play. <laughs> what? I said I think that's all you can play. So we don't get charged.
1: That's the Oregon Trail
0: music. <laughs> um, so, to get to the bottom of things, a group of men from the town exhumed all of the brown women mary eliza and mary olive were basically bones because they had died a decade before right before the 19 year old mary lena slash mercy um so (laughs) so they were basically bones but when they brought mary lena slash mercy her body was still fresh After the vampire hunters cut Mary Lena open, they removed her heart.
1: Wait, they were vampire hunters?
0: Yeah, so...
1: You didn't say that? that,
0: That's because in the article, it said the men exhumed their body, and then they went with the vampire hunters. (laughs) Okay. So, apparently, the group of men were vampire hunters. So, they cut that open... They cut her heart open. They cut her open. Cut her heart open. And they found chunks of coagulated blood. They were certain she was an undead monster.
1: Oh my god. They
0: then burned Mary slash Mercy's heart and liver and then fed the ashes to Edwin. Because that fixes everything. <laughs> Chris, Chris's face is like, oh no you didn't. <laughs> so. Oh, my God. Obviously, Mary Lena slash Mercy was not a vampire. Well,
1: I mean, I guess he'd always have his sisters.
0: <laughs> so, you wonder why. That's fucking <laughs> No, listen. So, you wonder why um, her corpse was in such a good shape? Well, let me tell you.
1: Because she just
0: died. Well, for one, she had only just died a few months before.
1: Yeah.
0: plus marilena slash mercy passed away in january so when it was freezing outside they buried her so they couldn't because it was the ground was too hard right so (laughs) so too cold to dig they had stored her body in a stone vault which acted like a fridge thus preserving her body Also, since she wasn't a vampire, of course, the cure didn't work and Edwin died a few months later. Gosh, these people. Okay, so not only, not only that, but we have a Frederick Ransom from Vermont. He was, uh, let's see, South Woodstick, Wood, Woodstick. (laughs) He was from South Woodstock, Vermont. He died of TB on February 14th valentine's day which is (laughs) sounds horrible in 1817 at the age of 20 his father was worried he would attack the surviving members of the family so he had him exhumed and his heart was burned on a blacksmith's forge frederick ransom was a dartmouth college student from a rich family and it was unusual that he should fall victim of the vampire panic which was not common for the richies more for the poor so, that is my story. Um, I didn't even know what
1: to say. I was like... I still can't get past that Edwin ate his sister. Edwin ate his sister. <laughs> that is fucking disgusting.
0: I wonder if you could get, like... Like, also, TB is, like, what I he think I know of it.
1: a turn. <laughs>
0: Jesus Christ. oh this is where it gets good guys
1: <laughs> i can't believe anybody listens to this <laughs> he ate a tuberculosis infested
0: heart and i think did no, liver didn't eat
1: the heart did
0: he i i think it was heart and liver wasn't it I meant his, her heart and her that liver. That is not what you said. <laughs> Doesn't matter. we've come like in science a bunch of men from the town all of us under vampire slayers and they're like you need to eat all
1: i can see is buffy
0: here eat eat your sister and i just love of course she wasn't a vampire so he died like that's horrible watch were related to one of those vampire slayers. Even
1: if she was a vampire were they thinking that it would turn him into a vampire? No.
0: They were hoping that it would fix him. That was that was their cure. That was their cure. (laughs) I don't have any idea. I just find it. I find it. I write it. I share it. (laughs) Sometimes I write it damn wrong and it might take me three times to figure it out. But this one for real.
1: Huh. I, I just can't. <laughs> hey, you have my
0: lotion bottle. Hey, I do. Sorry. <laughs> Squirrel. Squirrel. <laughs> so, what have you been watching lately? Um What are you obsessed honestly, with? You
1: want me to tell you? Well,
0: I've got one thing.
1: Um, I've been watching Cruise videos.
0: There's nothing wrong with that.
1: Because we're getting ready to go on our cruise.
0: We're going on vacation. <laughs> Thank baby
1: Jesus. Right?
0: Um, um, I have nothing written down because all I've been watching is trash television. Oh,
1: I watched their the, the mm-hmm. Dahmer.
0: Oh, yes. I heard that was very, very, very good. It was. And I heard...
1: Um, and just so you know, in case anybody <laughs> else is wondering, when he's eating food... It's people. But you never see him eat people, it's people. (laughs) Anytime he's eating any kind of meat and cooking, it's people. That's disgusting.
0: That's a whole lot of mess up there.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, so. What have you
1: been watching? Oh,
0: really? Okay, so. Oh, you've been watching shit TV. Yeah, I've been watching shit TV. Um, I really love the Real Housewives of Anything. Um, I went through I went through Beverly Hills, Orange County, New York. Um, I'm on Atlanta now. I started all over again because I didn't watch the first couple of seasons yeah. and I was like, I really need to know why Nene doesn't talk to Kim anymore.
1: So you know why, don't you? Yes. Because no one fucking cares.
0: <laughs> Some people do. <laughs> <laughs> but yes so i've been obsessed with that i've been watching different stuff no i haven't i've been watching the same stuff on my lunch break um, too
1: i did start second season of don't say only murders in the building only murders
0: in uh, the building i need to start that that the Dahmer.
1: oh so good um what I feel like there was something else I watched, too. Oh, they just released the last two seasons of um, uh, Blacklist. Oh,
0: is that show over?
1: I think it's over.
0: Okay, well, if it's over, then I'll start re-watching actually, it.
1: Actually, I'm not sure. Um, But anyways, they just released... So, like, they only had half of season...
0: Probably 2021?
1: 2020? 2020. No, no, no. No. They didn't release... Oh, like they didn't release four. all of
0: it. Yeah. So they're kind of, like, releasing half, like, um, they do with Walking Dead.
1: No, they released two and a half seasons.
0: That doesn't even make sense to yeah. me. Yeah,
1: so on Netflix. It still doesn't make sense. I don't, oh, I didn't get it either. I'm
0: watching the British Baking Show on Netflix because oh, I, I, I to love to it.
1: it um, I was gonna check to
0: see if and I it was I'm long. waiting to watch the last part of... Real Housewives of Beverly Hills because
1: Blacklist is not over.
0: Okay, well then I'm not starting it.
1: I didn't, but I have like two and a half seasons to watch. So,
0: but Beverly Hills reunions coming up and I'm excited. I don't really care. You would if you followed. And no.
1: Halloween
0: ends. Yes, I'm comes excited. out next weekend. We're not seeing it until the weekend after, so no spoilers. Woo! Yeah, no spoilers. Um. I'm very nervous. I'm ready to watch people get killed. I'm very nervous.
1: That's probably not something I should shout out loud.
0: Yeah, we don't, we don't really want people no, to die.
1: Fake people dying.
0: Fake people dying. Yes. Oh, I've been watching a lot of old scary movies. That's what I did last weekend. Um, Peacock has some like amazing picks. They have really
1: good. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, I watched Piranha. Guess what? There was a reason why I never watched it before. Uh, I mean, or I watched it once and I never have again. I've watched it before. Um, Halloween 3, guess what? Dad Stop. still sucks. It I sucks. It's like
1: if you say it was going to be you. No. No. It shouldn't
0: even be. Okay, so I'm going to let you guys in on a little secret. And it's probably not a little secret. But I, I am obsessed with Halloween. I love Halloween, it's my favorite scary movie. I love the series. I love Michael Myers, even though he scares me to death. But it's fine. It's fine, because I love him. Um, Laurie Strode, love her. Um, Loved how, like, six of the movies go this way, four of the movies go that way, five of the movies go that way. I mean, it doesn't matter. Michael Myers is the boogeyman. So, Halloween 3 has a little bit of Halloween in it. Like, they're watching the scary movie. It's not okay. It's not okay. Um, But John Carpenter didn't want to make the second one. He wanted to make the second one, which is the third one. He wanted to make different Halloween stories for each Halloween movie. So that's why the third one appears. Yes.
1: It shouldn't even be in the same.
0: I mean, John Carpenter, let's talk about this.
1: Same thing. Let's sit I, down and talk. John Carpenter, I love your movies.
0: I love... Yes, The Fog. I hope that was All you. All movies. <laughs> I don't know
1: if it was or not. I'm almost positive, but, but I can't look is, on my
0: phone because we're using it to record.
1: But this mm. is what I have to say. Could you please remove that third one?
0: <laughs> my dad will be... De- our dad will be For, devastated. Now, like,
1: you don't have to get rid of the movie. It just should not be part of it the shouldn't. Be, it yes,
0: it shouldn't be Halloween 3. It should be, like... Halloween Season of the Witches, and then that's the title. I know that's part of the title, but there is a three at the end of it, and it doesn't go with the series. No, it at should all. not
1: be part of the series. It really stresses me
0: out. It just stresses me out, too. But I do love how the new director and producers and whatever have, like, slipped in some of the oldie stuff in the new remakes, requels, that's what we're calling them nowadays. Um... Because I love the kids in the Halloween masks that wear the Halloween mask for Halloween three, but it's not okay. It still doesn't make it okay. Doesn't, doesn't. It's horrible.
1: John Carpenter is
0: Think Baby Jesus because I, that is another one of my favorite scary movies. Yes, is the fog, I like and I knew mom. it probably because Annie's in it, where whoever that actress is, yeah, and I'm sorry so that I forgot Shamelly Curtis. exactly. And the guy that's in it. In the fog, he's in Halloween 3. And so is Annie. Or the ladies' character. Could you
1: please stop calling it that?
0: Ha- Halloween season of the witches.
1: Thank
0: you. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. Little tidbit I don't know that all of you guys knew and cared about. because I
1: feel like you just really were talking very fast. right? I but probably was. I didn't
0: take my pills today. <laughs> I just realized it. That's wonderful. <laughs> Alright guys. Anything else?
1: um i have my story for my next one
0: i don't Somebody
1: already suggested for me what i needed to do
0: so who suggested this one for you no No one okay it was mel suggested your next one yes got it yeah yeah so get those suggestions in if you got a short story and it's spooky and it's scary well
1: and it helps us Excuse me, so we don't have to investigate what we're going
0: to do. Well, we still have to investigate it. No, but,
1: like, we don't have to find what we're going to do. Yeah, because
0: there's a lot of the same websites that keep popping up, and it's kind of annoying. Yes. But we love you guys. Thank you. Well,
1: I mean.
0: We love you in a way that we don't know any of you, but we feel like you're family. (laughs) There. That was beautifully put. There. There, we've said it that way. Um. Anybody on the East Coast will wave to you while we um are on
1: our cruise ship. On
0: our cruise ship, yeah.
1: Yes, we're going to. Where are we going? We're going to. Well, we we are going to New York because that's where we're getting our ship from. Boston, Massachusetts,
0: Maine, Rhode Island, and Canada. So Halifax and Saint John's Bay. I think it is so please don't bombard us with pictures i'm kidding i'm kidding kidding. (laughs) i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding um (laughs) but i'm not really because we just we we want to be popular but we don't want to we just we just want you to be our family i want
1: people to listen to us yes but not to know who we are yes
0: and i want you to share if you like it and like i said rate review and subscribe or just subscribe. Tell your friends.
1: Tell your friends?
0: Tell your friends. I'll see if I can find another spooky story that's totally outlandish. That was so
1: weird. <laughs>
0: <laughs> People in the 1800s, man.
1: I feel like, I think maybe I'll save the one that Mel gave me for the next one after, and we should do Halloween, since we're we're going to be on a cruise for Halloween, so we can't record for Halloween. So that should be our Halloween episode. Okay. Can we play Halloween music in the background while we're talking? Ooh, ooh,
0: ooh.
1: <laughs> do you think we get in trouble? Probably. I wonder, no, if we do it through Spotify, we can have it added to our. Um... Yeah, but
0: the 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 episode will only play on Spotify. Oh, it
1: will. Yeah. Oh well, that blows. Okay, never mind. <laughs>
0: but we love Bye. everyone. We love everyone like your family.
1: We'll just do like little <laughs> clips. Everyone's while. We'll be like,
0: woohoohoohoohoo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure everyone is so excited.
1: They
0: should be. <laughs> Definitely. And maybe Stella will hear some coyotes and she'll howl and sound like a dying <laughs> cow. <laughs> it's not even that, it's I way know. worse than that. <laughs> it's way worse.
1: All right. I think that's
0: it. Till next time. Bye. Bye.